welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on this fabulous Friday the 13th. That's exactly right. <laughs> we have no fear Friday the 13th. That is exactly right. Because we got the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. And we don't fear anything because the Bible tells us not to. That is exactly right. Amen and hallelujah. We've been sharing every day a scripture. There are 365 scriptures in the Bible that says, do not be afraid. Or fear not or whatever that, you know, all saying the same idea. And today's is from Deuteronomy 1.17. Deuteronomy 1.17. It says, do not show partiality in judging. Hear both small and great alike. Do not be afraid of anyone, for judgment belongs to God. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 1, 17, in case you want to look it up. Yep, you need to get it. Get it and get it down. All right. On today's program, Mm -hmm. we're going to discuss seven ways to handle Adversity. Sounds now, like a good subject. <laughs> one of my favorite quotes by Mother Teresa, who was a truly remarkable woman of God. It's a quote that we should remember all, all, all times, at all times, hmm. especially in adversity. When it gets to be crazy. She said, I know God will not give me anything more than I can handle. I just wish he didn't trust me so much. There you go. <laughs> I love that. There are two possible responses to adversity. We find both in the life of Job. Job 2.9, 2.9, Living Bible. His wife caused him, no, sorry, his wife said to him, Are you still trying to be godly when God has done all this to you? Curse him and die. Mm. Now, I think we can say this lady didn't handle adversity real well. Yeah. Or he had a big life insurance policy. (laughs) (laughs) One or the other. I'm just kidding. She had lost her family and her fortune. Yeah. But she thought Job should die. Obviously, she was blaming him. Yes. When adversity strikes, we cannot flake or freak out, Mm -hmm. shut down or shut out our loved ones, or isolate ourselves from those who can help. Yes. It's important to notice Job's response to adversity. In Job 2, verse 10, Job 2, verse 10, in the classic Amplified, it says, But he said to her, You speak as one of the impious and foolish women, how they would speak. What? Shall we accept only good at the hand of God, and shall we not accept also misfortune and what is of a bad nature? In spite of all this, Job did not sin with his lips. You know, I find that last sentence of particular interest. Job did not sin with his lips. How do we act and react when faced with adversity? Well, it'll determine whether or not we're successful in life. Proverbs 24.10 says, Thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Yes. Proverbs 24.10, this time in the Message Bible says, If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Strong's Concordance, 
defines adversity as distress and trouble. Owing more than you can pay, that's adversity. Facing foreclosure, that's adversity. Dealing with rebellious children, moved by more moved by popular culture than the Word of God, that's adversity. Watching the balance in your retirement account evaporate before your very eyes after years of sacrifice to provide for your golden years, well, that's adversity. Going to work each morning wondering if today will be the last day on your job, on the job, that's adversity. Listening to the doctor give you a bad report, that's adversity. The bottom line is this. Everyone living on planet Earth will face adversity. One time or another. That's it. That's a fact. However, the measure of a person as a child of God is not whether you can avoid adversity, but rather how you respond to it. Mm. Here are seven things you need to know in dealing with adversity. Number one, enter your sanctuary when faced with adversity. Psalm 9, verse 9. Psalm 9, 9 in Young's literal translation says, And Jehovah is a tower for the bruised, a tower for times of adversity. The classic amplified translation of Psalm 9, 9 says it this way. The Lord also will be a refuge and a high tower for the oppressed, a refuge and a stronghold in times of trouble high cost, destitution, and desperation. Such good scriptures of, com yes, of really comfort. Good. Psalm 3739, Psalm 3739 in Young's literal translation. And the salvation of the righteous is from Jehovah, their strong place in the time of adversity. The Message Bible translation of that same verse, 3739, is the spacious free life is from God. It's also protected and safe. God strengthened. We're delivered from evil. When we run to him, he saves us. Hallelujah. Good scriptures. What a promise. Good promises. Amen. Number two, engage your advocate in the midst of adversity. Job 3615, 3615 classic amplifier. He delivers the afflicted and their affliction and opens their ears to his voice in adversity. Psalm 4.1, Young's literal translation says, To the overseer with string instruments, a psalm of David, and my calling answer, Thou me, O Lord, of my righteousness, and all adversity thou gavest enlargement to me, favor me, and hear my prayer. Mm. Now the contemporary English version of that scripture, Psalm 4.1, says, Free me from my troubles, have mercy on me, and hear my prayer. Number three, understand adversity is a trick of the enemy. Luke 16, 8. Luke 16, 8 in the Message Bible says, now here's a surprise. The, master's, the master praised the crooked manager. And why? Because he knew how to look after himself. Streetwise people are smarter in this regard than law-abiding citizens. They are on constant alert, looking for angles, surviving by their wits. I want you to be smart in the same way, but for what is right, using every adversity to stimulate you to creative survival, to concentrate your attention on the bare essentials so you'll live, really live, and not complacently just get by on good behavior. 
And number four, call your heavenly 911 in the midst of adversity. Psalm 18.6, Psalm 18.6 in Young's literal translation says, In mine adversity I called Jehovah, and, call, and unto my God I cry. He heareth from his temple my voice, and my cry before him come, cometh into his ears. Wow. The Message Bible translation of Psalm 18.16, excuse me, 18.6 says it this way, My cry brings me right into his presence, a private audience. Wow. That's good. 2 Samuel 22, 7. 2 Samuel 22, verse 7 in Young's literal translation says, In mine adversity I call Jehovah, and into my God, and unto my God I call, and he heareth from his temple my voice, and my cry is in his ears. Glory to God. Number five, energize your opposition to adversity. Proverbs 18, 14, 18, 14, Message Bible. A healthy spirit conquers adversity. But what can you do when the spirit is crushed? Mm. Contemporary English version of that scripture, Proverbs 18, 14, says it this way. Being cheerful helps when we're sick, but nothing helps when we give up. Yeah, wow. Psalm 102, 2, 102, 2, Young's Literal Translation. Hide not thy face from me in a day of mine adversity. Incline, incline unto me thine ear. And the day I call, haste, answer me. And the New Living Translation of that same scripture, Psalm 102, 2, says, Don't turn away from me in my time of distress. Bend down to listen and answer me quickly when I call to you. Mm. Number six. Activate your deliverer from adversity. 2 Samuel 4, 9. 2 Samuel 4, verse 9 in the classic Amplified says, As the Lord lives who redeemed my life out of all adversity. And in Psalm 50, verse 15, Psalm 50, verse 15 in Young's literal translation, You call me in a day of adversity. This is the Lord speaking. And call me. In the day of adversity, I deliver thee, and thou honorest me. Wow. Number seven, give a generous God the last word on adversity. 1 Peter 5, verses 8 through 11. 1 Peter 5, verses 8 through 11, Message Bible. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce, but like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not, only, you're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith, the suffering that won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16 through 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. The Message Bible says, Well, I'm telling you, this verse will comfort and strengthen you. Listen to it carefully. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life. Not a day goes by 
without His unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There is far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. Mm. We started by calling, quoting Job, quoting Job. We're going to end it the same way. Job 42.10, 42.10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. That's a great scripture to personalize. And the Lord turned the captivity of Beth when he prayed for her, when she paid for her friends. Also, the Lord gave Beth twice as much as she had before. Mm. Sounding good with your name, Thank you, darling. You need to personalize it for yourself and get it down inside of you. There's a way to handle adversity, and the mm. Scripture tells us how to do it. So until tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.